hello everybody, welcome to episode 169, that's 169, it's the ENS Wolves podcast. I'm your host Nathan Judah, back in the country, safe, sound, disinfected, and ready to go. Mr Joe Edwards, how's it going, bebs? I don't think any of those three words apply to me. Uh, What, safe, sound and disinfected? I'm probably um, not unsafe, but... uh, you got a little bit of building work around you, so it might be a bit of humming. Yeah, humming. Uh, yeah, I'm not that clean either. I could probably do a shower. Uh, yeah, to be honest, mate. I mean, I've, I've seen this stuff. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't said anything, but I'm quite pleased we've been social distancing over the last couple of games. To be honest, because mm. uh, it's not been great, mate. I think, I think just a bath, maybe. My, my, the, the missus, the missus. Uh, she, she's when she was, um, she's obsessed with lush. Loves a loves oh, a bath no, bomb. No. Loves, loves a bath bomb, mate. I thought they were in. I thought they. I thought they had their day about five years ago. But when she went on tour with all the all the little mixy girls, or whatever they are, they all go for bath bombs. So mm. they're all going to the shops between gigs, and they're all you know hand in hand or whatever. And and you know Alana and the makeup girl and and Jesse and whatever they're called. I don't know. As you do, Pe- yeah. Perry or whatever. Come on, you know their names. No, Come not. on. No, 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 Don't pretend. And, uh, on first name terms. Come on. Uh, maybe a couple of them. And, um, and uh, you know, you think they maybe go to Gucci or Louis Vuitton or whatever. They'll go to Lush. They'll all go to Lush. They'll all pick bath bombs. Then they'll all take pictures of the baths and, and the bath bombs and see how it's all exploded in there. And then they'll go out and they'll have... They've got no interest whatsoever in any fancy food. Their favourite food, TGI Fridays. Okay. So you got a chance, mate. you got a chance. <laughs> Still chances there. Just move surf to the line, mate. TGI Fridays. Girl's best friend. No, South loves the TGIs as well. Ah, that's good. Well, you're going to have issues then, mate. You're going to have, to, you're going to have some issues. Maybe you get, maybe you get like a, a Tex-Mex platter or something like that. Get everybody involved. Sesame chicken's the one. TGIs. Is it? Yeah, Is it? If, yeah, sesame chicken. Oh, yeah, all day long. Um, I went to um, I went to a Caribbean uh, uh, um, meal last night with um, with um, digital sports reporter Mr. Luke Hatfield and his uh, his 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 girlfriend slash fiance slash should be wife really yeah. Luke, Luke, good good lad Luke as you know quite, I'm sure quite a few fans know he's done a few a few wolves trips um, been been dating been dating the same girl for for twelve years and still moved in no no not even a hint of a of a proposal what's going on what's going on. Uh. Yeah, yeah, he needs to book his idea. Oh, he needs to sort himself out. Anyway, there was a we took her to a Caribbean restaurant last night, which was in Touchwood in Solihull. I think it was mm. called Jemai or something, but delicious. Like some, I mean, not not particularly healthy, but you know, the, the gyms are starting to open again now. So I'm like, well, you have a couple more days and you can get back into it. It was but d- delicious, like 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 jerk chicken fried. Oh, it was, uh, rice and peas. Oh, delicious, delicious. Bottle yeah. of red stripe. Oh yeah, you had a bit of red stripe. Well, I didn't, but it was it was it was available to purchase. But I was no, say, I, didn't. Yeah. I, I had a soda. I had a soda water. I didn't I get mental. I was going to say, <laughs> we're going to put you down in red Let's stripe. Not go crazy. Um, still recovering, to be honest. I mean, uh, leaving leaving the beautiful Switzerland as we as we were with uh, for our last podcast. Um, yes. Three a.m. wake up call on Sunday, um, which which wasn't great, and then drove two hours to Zurich Airport. Uh, Zurich Airport. Then there was a bit of a problem with getting on the plane again, but 
just because the, the, the computers were down. Then a two-hour flight to Heathrow, pick up the car in Heathrow, realised mm. I'd, 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 uh, I'd booked the parking for a week before we were supposed to arrive, so I had to sort that out. And then an hour and a half drive back to Dorridge, then a one-hour sleep that I couldn't get to sleep because I was so giddy about the game, and then a, and then a two-and-a-quarter-hour two and live watch-along for, for no bloody apparent reason because it was crap. <laughs> you were a bit frazzled, weren't you? On oh, that I was frazzled. You I was. was. I, I was. I, I, I did a, a long 24 hours, and I felt like I, felt like I was... I was going. I was. I was riding the rainbow for a pot of gold at the end, and, and the pot of gold was was really a troll under the bridge. Right. Okay. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't particularly thrilling. It wasn't no. a great game. The mm. game was over by half time. Really, I ended up switching across to to Palace to do the watch along for the Palace Spurs game. Scott yep. Dan misses a disgusting <laughs> sitter in the ninety second minute, and it was all just a bit meh. It was a bit of. To be honest. To be honest, Joe, Joe Edwards. It was a bit of a meh end to the season period. I'm not talking about the last game. I'm talking about the last few. Oh, oh he's, he's going for it. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm no, just saying, you know, no, your, no. Your, your chef views and your, yeah. your, 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 you know, your Burnleys. And yeah, there was a win in there as well. And then, and then, and then Chelsea all started off kind of like super, super excited. And I'm not going to get too downhearted because seventh is seventh. And we'll talk about, you know, what's going on at the weekend. And, and, and bloody blah, it was the first bite of the cherry, all that yada yada. But at the same time, no, it was just left. It was just a little bit of a flat end into the season for me. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll fully take that point. Um, just on the subject of holidays, by the way. Um, oh, yeah. Take Switzerland. I'll, I'll trade it for Burnham on Sea. Oh, um, mate. I'm going to be going this weekend. Oh, um, mate. Bit of Burnham on Sea. Where, 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 where is that in the uh, in the old world map? Just probably another like 20 miles down from Western Supermare. So it's only a couple of hours on the motorway. Um, but bod on, mate. A bit, a bit of oil, a bit of oil on that. It's supposed to be an absolute scorcher this weekend. To be fair, yeah. Going to see some, uh, going to see some, uh, some delts, mate. A few, a few, a few Edwards pecks kicking around. A little midriff. A bit of topless action ah, on the beach. Get the hair ah, and chest out. Oh, each throw, mate. Depends what, <laughs> what beach you go on to these days. I'm sure they have a, a, a fantastic nudist scene. Oh yeah, big time. Um, now I'll put back on the football. Yeah, um, I'm not yeah. interested in football. Oh, no, yeah, about, it's just Terry Chess. Yeah, now um, it, it, it wasn't you know the best end to the season. The season as a whole was fantastic. Um, finishing seventh again is is a remarkable achievement. Was um, it fantastic or was it very very good? Okay, maybe you could say it was more very very good because um, you do look at the table, which was we've six games to go. Um, Wolves were seven points ahead of Spurs, and Spurs have obviously, you know, ended up finishing um, above, above Wolves, albeit on goal difference. But yeah. you know, they've made up a seven-point gap, which obviously tells you that Wolves did did fall off in those um, final weeks. Um, it just you could talk about refereeing decisions, and refereeing decisions have played their part, but I think they've played their part for everyone. Um, you know, the, the, there's been errors across the board. I mean, Villa. Yeah, but Wolves have been Wolves have been harshly dealt to. I mean, look at that table. Yeah, Wolves have probably got Champions yeah. League football if it wasn't for that. I mean, they, they've 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 had the the worst end of the stick out of all the teams. It is a bit frustrating, but I, I get your point. But like you're looking at Villa, that they could be, you know, they're pretty much staying up on a on a technicality. So it, it's happened everywhere, and I think if you, as we said before, we've looked in those games. You know, especially the Burnley game, the equaliser was coming anyway. 
well, I say coming anyway, but Wood has missed a, any, a chance that he'd put away 99 times out of 100. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the Wolves had sat back and things like that. So, we'll see what happens this weekend. Um, I still think it's been a top season. You know, to, to finish seventh back-to-back seasons, it's always harder that second season. Um, teams try and work you out and... You know, a lot of teams have felt a second season syndrome in the past, despite the the backing or the the amount of great players they've got. Um, there can be a, a tail off, and especially with teams that have competed in the Europa League as well. So to finish seventh is still a top achievement, but at the same time, it is fair to think what could have been had it not been for Arsenal, had it not been for Sheffield United. Um, I do think you know in those final few weeks, I do think the fan factor did play a part, especially for Wolves. Um, they, you know, those comeback victories have been spurred on by fans, um, and without them, Wolves were just five percent, I'd say, not you know quite themselves. So that extra bit does make a lot of difference. So uh, I think that that did play a part in in that you know meh end, if you like. Yeah. Um, before we go into Saturday, I've got to say, um, podcast today. We've got we've got a cracking interview. It's actually a longer interview than normal um, coming up for you, which will be later on. Uh, we're going to be previewing the Olympiacos game because our next podcast will be post Olympiacos. Uh, you know, week on week on Friday we'll be doing the podcast, but um, a really good longer interview than normal, probably about 15, 20 minutes uh, with a top reporter there, Dimitri Samalis. So that's going to be that's going to be coming up. Recorded that this morning from Athens, or he was from Athens. I didn't go across to Athens, but that would that would have you know I could do that if expenses would, would allow me to do. But uh, no, I, I was back at home, uh, so that's going to come up later on. Uh, so make sure you tune in for that. Um, so let's let's go let's go let's go to Saturday then, Joe FA Cup final. Um, we're all Chelsea fans. We all love Chelsea. We all love them. Um, yeah, but I actually much... do like Chelsea. I actually have quite an affinity with Chelsea. Which well, I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't think I've ever spoke about it. But I, I, no, go I, on then, go on then, go on then. If Talk I was about... to name a second team, mm. I think it would be Chelsea. Man with um, Middlesbrough. Well, yeah, your second <laughs> team. Yeah. We um, now me um, me granddad su- supports. Chelsea. Oh. Uh, he wanted to get into football mm. um, to to create to kind of have a talking point with me because we're so football mad growing up. Oh, so, that's cute, cute, cute. So, yeah, and so he chose Chelsea because that was the after the back to back titles under Mourinho. So he's basically been a, a glory hunter. Wow. Chose the best team he could find. Wow. But cute, but cute that you know what he wants yeah. to converse with you know his grandson about, about about a game that you know he watches and likes but can't really play on the field. It's nice. Exactly. So, I meant you, not not him. Well, he was going to say <laughs> he'd probably be better than me than, than he was in his eighties. But um, yeah, yeah. So I have got a connection with Chelsea. So fingers crossed. Um, I mean, good side. Like I say, I think I think it more depends on Arsenal on the day and who turns up. Jekyll and Hyde team that they are, but. But just to, I mean, unless unless you know you've been burying your head in the sand for the last few months, basically, if Chelsea beat Arsenal, Wolves are in European football in the Europa League next season, albeit through the qualifiers. Yeah. Um, there'll be a lot of people who are, who are going on. There's a lot of questions later on about the qualifiers and do we want to go in them again? I mean, absolutely. You you you've got to you've got to want European football again, and and the yeah. qualifiers will be a little bit later, and also there will only be one leg. And we've said that before. But just to reiterate, it will be one leg, one-off games. There will not be two. So, you know, from from a from, from a game and, and, and a tightness point of view, that's obviously going to be cut in half. But, you know, if you, at the same time, you can't afford a bad game because you're going to be out of the tournament. So, 
Um, so we're all Chelsea fans. Chelsea favourites to win the game. Um, and I guess, it, I guess, if I had to choose on the day, I, w- I would say that, Liv- that, that Chelsea would, would probably get the result against Arsenal. But I think it would be a lot tighter. To it. it just depends whether Louise is, is David Louise, you know, um, playing properly or whether he's been a prat. Um, you know, whether Aubameyang's on form, the likes of Pepe, Lacazette. I mean, they've, they've got some good players, but I think Chelsea are favourites, and I expect them to probably win that game. Yeah, I think so. I think we we saw. I mean, as as lacklustre you could say that Wolves were because they didn't really lay a glove on Chelsea there was a reason for that um, Chelsea were very well organised I think the midfield too don't quite get the credit they deserve in the wider um, scope of the game I thought Kovacic and Jorginho were fantastic especially Jorginho I mean he gets a really bad rap but every time I've seen him he's really struck me as a top class footballer I mean I don't know if he'll be there long term but um, really good footballer Giroud he's He's, he's a great striker. Um, he's maybe not the most prolific, but he's such an handful, um, as he saw with a goal. And yeah, the, it's just the, at the back, they're not the best. Um, unfortunately, Wolves didn't uh, put that defence to the test, really. But um, I think going forward, and especially in the middle of the park, Chelsea have got a lot going for them. So uh, fingers crossed that'll, uh, that'll pull them through. So our transfers are, I mean, I've just seen Nathan Aki going for £41 million to Manchester City. Joe, good defender, yeah. but £40 million quid. I mean, you know, you look at you look at those kind of figures and you think, well, well that's the market, like yeah. That's the market. What's Willie Bolly worth in people like that, you know, these days? Yeah. Um, look, Wolves, are, Wolves will have to invest. I think that's, that's, um, that's evident. Um, of course, half of that will be, you know, can they keep their players? But Joe, but Joe, and we're going to be talking a lot about transfers going on, you know, throughout the season. Um, I've asked you and myself have compiled our three striker wish list because it's evident Wolves need a striker. They have to get a striker. They have to release some of that burden that, that Raul has. And uh, Raul's got to take a break from time to time. He can't keep on playing. Um, the burnout is going to be ridiculous. And uh, so I've asked you to come up with a list. <laughs> I've come up with a three, a three, two and a one. I wonder if we've got any, any similar players. We might not. Um, but um, yeah, do you want to go with your your number three pick of a striker? Who would be your your number three? You don't have to be in any order, but no. maybe maybe your who would be who would be your number three? Okay, so I think just to kind of they've pre- got to be attainable. These these players yes. are kind of be attainable. They're not like you know you don't want them being messy or Ronaldo, Ronaldo. They've got to be yeah. maybe you know you might be stretching a little bit. You might have to pay a lot of money. You might not. But it's a, it's got to be a realistic ballpark kind of a person. Yeah, I think, um, you know, being realistic, uh, you know, from what I've heard and what I kind of believe anyway as well is that Wolves are going to stick to kind of the transfer philosophy that they've had. So players ranging in that 15 to 20 million pound mark is probably going to be what you're going to see. Um, so first of all, um, you're looking at La Liga. I've been watching quite a bit of La Liga over the past few months. Um, Espanyol. Of course, who Wolves played um, in in that in the Europa League, they've gone down, so they're going to lose a few players. Um, I think Raúl de Tomás, uh, the, their striker, may be worth a look. Um, former Benfica. Um, I can't believe you picked him. That's unbelievable. Have you picked him as well? No, 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 um, no. Um, yeah, former Benfica striker. They splashed out. It was about sixteen million euros uh, mm. to get him in January with the aim of him getting the goals to keep them up unfortunately 
unfortunately for them, that wasn't the case. He scored, scored about four in 15. It, it, it's not been the best return, you'd say, but he had a very good time at Benfica. Um, kind of fits the profile. He's 25. Um, good age. Uh, European experience. You know, played in the Europa League. Grew up at the Real Madrid. At, uh, Real Madrid. Um, could get him for a cut price as well by by the by the reports. I think he's got a relegation clause in his contract as well, um, which allows him to speak to other clubs. Um, there's been talk of him going to other clubs in La Liga, Sevilla, uh, Valencia, Real Betis. But you know, you'd put Wolves certainly at least on an even keel with those clubs, maybe even more enticing. So um, you know that that would be one that fits the bill. So that, there's one with uh, De Thomas. Um, another one that's kind of been um, oh, whoa, 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 let, let me have my go now. Oh, okay, I thought we were doing Then we'll go back to you, sweetheart. Oh, I thought we were doing my three and then no, your no, three. No, 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 we're all turning it's always alternate in this. You didn't tell me. Oh. Well, we don't plan, do we? We don't plan, mate, we don't plan. Well, I do, but but not but not a lot. Um, uh, right, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna wax lyrical because a lot of people know about this person. Um, I'm going a bit close to home, Joe, um, and um, I'm going to go for. And I know a lot of people don't like it. I know a lot of people don't like a little relegated team, um, but I'm going to go for an England international, Joe, and I'm going to say that someone who would be perfect. And I think what you've got to what you've got to take in, in mind here is that you're buying a striker, yes, okay, to come to help out Raúl, but at the same time, you've got to have a little bit of a question mark at the back end singing, look, what if someone comes in for Raul after you've got them? What you don't want to do is get a backup to Raul and then you lose Raul because you have to and then, and then you're playing, then you're playing, you know, catch up with two weeks left of the window. You've got to have someone in place, I think, who's, who's, who you can at least think, okay, well, at least we've got this guy. So, so I'm going to say that Wolves should go in for someone who I like a lot in Callum Wilson of Bournemouth. Um, obviously gone down um, 28 years old a decent season to be honest uh, in a struggling side still scored 10 goals in that side 6 assists um, and I think you get him for something I mean he's got a, he's got a 1 in 2.5 you know, goals to games ratio for Bournemouth um, which, is, which is pretty impressive to be honest uh, in, a, in a side that don't create a load of chances. I know they had a couple of good seasons, but they don't create a load. And in a struggling side, and someone who's probably going to be available, we've seen Aki go, um, I think he could be he could be a player that, that could also play up top. Because I'd like to see a striker who can play... OK, they've played Jota and, and Raul together. I'd like to see a second striker with Raul. You know what I mean? Like a second central striker. Why can't they change it like that as well so they can play both of them if they want to? We saw you know Jota fall off towards the end of the season. I'm sure he'll come again. But you want to have different options. Why can't these two? You People talking about, well, you can't sign a striker who's going to come and just play second fiddle. That's the problem you've got. That's the problem you had with Catroni. And, uh, and likewise, no one's going to come in for big money or a big name when they're just going to sit on the bench. Well, I don't think you can think like that, Wolves. I think you've got to think like you almost want to play two. Um, and, and you might end up playing one, or they might be alternately, they might play one in the European, and what, you know, one in Europa and one in the Premier League or whatever. But I think you need to have a good second striker, and I think Callum Wilson fits the bill. Okay. Do you cool. think no? Not not a fan? Um, I'd just be surprised if, if they go for him. Just 
they've, they've not signed a player from a Premier League club or a relegated side for, for ages but mm-hmm. you know th- that will change at some point so yeah, yeah maybe oh, I think he's a good, decent player number two number two number two Joe Alternate, uh, alternate, alternate. Yeah, I think most likely the markets that they're going to go in for are, you know, Portuguese football again or Greek football, kind of these, or maybe even France. You know, not the top league, the top top leagues, but leagues of decent pedigree. Um, Paulinho has been one who has been linked um, in the Portuguese press. I've not been able to to, to firm that up as of yet, but um, scored against Wolves for Braga. Um, good age, 27. Um, scored 25 goals uh, for them this season. Depends on the price, really. Um, I don't know if if you'd be able to kind of get him in. I mean, these kind of picks here for me. I mean, I would like to see. You know, a, a, you know, a, a, I had a had a uh, direct message earlier. Um, oh, I've been sneaking to your DMs. Um, no, I'll, picture um, picture DM. No, not not quite. Uh, not quite anything that bad. Um, now, but on the subject of strikers, um, somebody John, John Littler, um, in avid listener of the podcast, he, he made the point. Hitler, Littler. Oh, Hitler's an avid, avid listener of the podcast. Come on, Jesus. Um, he reckons he reckons Giroud. I mean, now he's had such a renaissance at Chelsea. I think that would be. Um, a bit unlikely, but I mean, you know, a few months ago, perhaps January, I think that would have perhaps been somewhat realistic had his situation then stayed the same. I mean, he'd, he'd be a fantastic player for Wolves, he'd, he'd, he'd tick all the boxes, but it seems no like. No offence, Olivier Giroud's not coming to Wolverhampton. No, exa- exactly, exactly. Madrid, you know, he's, he's played in all, you know, France International, you know, London, he can, he can travel the world in the best possible way, he's not coming to Wolverhampton. No, no, but like. You know, I, I get that. I, I take the point. He's a he's a very good player. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just kind of with these picks. Paulinho, I think he's another one who would again fit the walls brief. Um, you know, they, they've they've had a look at him in the Europa League. They've got to see a bit what he's about. You know, uh, another Portuguese player. Obviously, that Portuguese core helps. Um, Braga are apparently in a position that they'd want to sell. They need funds. So, um, they, you know, it's not necessarily that. Um, Right, I really want to bring him in, but we always see with Wolves, you know, who knew Diogo Jota before he came, who knew Raul Jimenez. So these ones that I'm kind of saying are ones that I think, yeah, maybe, maybe a bit more, you know, realistic. Okay, good. I like this, Joe. I like this because you, you, you've gone kind of like European, and I, and I'm, I'm gone a little bit more domestic. So I okay, like that. Cool. So we're going to come back to me when we're going to, we're going to come back to England. I'm going to go back to a player, Joe, that Wolves have been very interested in before. Uh, before he blew up at a team that we've, we've spoken about and a, a team that will be very invested um, in this weekend. And that is Chelsea. Now, we talk about Olivier Giroud coming in. We talk about Chelsea signing Timo Werner, who's going to come in, or Werner is going to come in you know, as their main guy. Uh, where does that leave Tammy Abraham, who lost his place uh, to Giroud, who's going to be down that pecking order, who's going to want game time, who Nuno knows a lot about, who I think has still got a lot to offer. And I think maybe his star that was so bright has just faded slightly with the the game time and the action that he's got, you know, for the second half and since the restart. Um, I would be very interested in making a bid for Tammy Abraham in the summer. And it will take a bid to get him. It'll take a decent amount of money, but it's money that Wolves have got. But you're getting an English-born player 
You're getting someone who knows where the back of the net is. You're getting someone who knows Premier League football, who knows the league and is willing to learn and can improve and can you know and wants to improve. Tammy Abraham would be a, a fantastic signing and someone who has been on Wolves' radar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think Chelsea would want to keep hold of him. You know, despite getting him Werner. But um, you know, test the waters. You know, you, you don't, if you don't try, you'll never know. He's got to be disappointed with with going down that pecking order and losing yeah. his place to Giroud as well. Yeah, I, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they see him as a bit more of a long term project, don't they? But um, yeah, who knows? He, he may want to be the main man somewhere else. But would, would he quite be that at Wolves? I, I, I don't know. But mm. yeah, yeah, fair enough. Okay. Um, okay. This is my kind of last pick. Here um, we go. And this would be a. Um, a veer away from the kind of um, from the from the approach that Wolves usually take, um, but Ollie Watkins at Brentford is a is a fantastic player. Mm. Um, watched a bit of that semi final uh, second leg last night, and he's took his goal brilliantly. Just kind of a lovely timed run, puts his head up, just kind of smacks it in. He's a proper finisher and a proper striker. Um, he's not going to be short of suitors. I mean, if Brentford go up, he may well be uh, loyal to them um, and, and be be their main man, if you like, in the Premier League. But um, if they don't go up, um, I think he's almost certain to leave. Uh, obviously, you, you'd probably associate Villa uh, to try and get him the Dean Smith connection. Um, <laughs> and... And the fact that he'd probably be their main striker. But if Wolves come in with an offer saying, yeah, especially if they get uh, Europa League and say, you know, you're going to come here, we see you as the long term kind of guy, you know, play with these players, Didi Neves's and Martinho's and Traore's, mm-hmm, and, you mm-hmm. know, lo and behold, to keep hold of everyone. So, um, and it'd be nice to get, um, you know, another another English player to get behind. You know, as you've said there, with uh, Wilson and Wilson and Abraham, I think this is a player on on the up. Um, again, good age. Um, he he would cost a bit, but like I don't think he'd cost the earth either. So, uh, yeah, Ollie Watkins, uh, my uh, final pick. I like Ollie Watkins as well, Joe. Like good pick. Um, I think that he would be an excellent acquisition. Uh, we're going to stay in England, and my, my three in England, and we're going back to a club that I've, I've raided earlier on, and I'm saying one of these two, Joe, I'm going for a Norwegian international, and, and the play that I would actually prefer out of the two yeah. uh, is, is Josh King, who I really rate. I think he is fantastic. I think he's finishing superb. The problem he's got, and both 28 years old, him, him and Wilson um, um, at Bournemouth, uh, the problem that he's got is staying fit, especially this season. He had multiple hamstring problems, which kept him out. And I, I have no doubt that if he'd, he'd stayed fit this season, Bournemouth would have stayed up, and they'd have stayed up pretty easily. Um, because even with a shortened season, he still scored nine goals. Um, and uh, cre- great from set pieces, great in the air. And, and someone who I think would, would, you know, Man United, he was talked about Man United, very close to to leaving for Manchester United in January, actually, before they got Igalo in. And then and then Mason Greenwood's come through the ranks and, and he looks like 
you know, he's going to have a, well, he's got a huge future, but that he's actually, you know, got himself into that starting level, which I don't think anyone saw, um, you know, at least, at least, or Solskjaer before the break, that he's come in and, and, and started with Martial and, and Greenwood and Fernandez and, and, um, and, and Rashford. So I think that that door is going to be closed for someone like King, but, but Wolves are that next, you know, that next step. I don't want to say down, but that next step that if, you know, if you're big three or big four, he's not going to go to Liverpool. He's not going to Man City. He's not going to go to Man United probably. So then you're looking at that Spurs, Arsenal range, uh, Leicester, Wolves. Um, you know, I, I think that he would be an excellent if they get him right. And, if, and remember, Wolves have got some one of the best, the very very best um, physios and, and, and medical departments in the country. Uh, much sought after uh, of getting players right and getting them on the field, and you know, look, if Josh King can only play, you know, twenty-five games a season, that's all you might need him to do to play second fiddle to not second fiddle to Raul, but someone who's going to come in and play those games. Maybe you don't need him to play. Maybe you can manage him a little bit easier than most, and that's what what might be appealing to Wolves is that you've got someone who's got sensational ability, who's still got the best years of his career ahead of him. I mean, 28, I think, is when a striker comes into their own. That's the peak years of their career, really. You know, they've learned, you know, they've still got a bit of a yard of pace, but but they're smarter out it, they know where the back of the net is. They're just, they're just a, a better all-round player. I think someone like Josh King would, would do great, and I understand it, and I'll say it again, I understand that relegated players, you know, maybe you don't fancy them, but I think these two are players, and especially Josh King, is pretty special and someone who who I would like to see who scored Premier League goals to come in and, and do that. Yeah, nice, nice. He could he'd be quite flexible as well, so if there was a situation where you wanted to play a, flu, a fluid front three and perhaps Jota would go into the centre for a bit. and For sure. He, he'd, be far, he'd be far comfortable with that. You know, he can he can switch out to the left. He could even drop in the hole. He's, he's quite mm-hmm. a versatile player. So, yeah, he would tick those boxes, I think. Yeah, he's not the biggest player. I mean, he's only 5'11", but, you know, at the same time, he's definitely decent in the air and, uh, and he could say, proven international as well, got a great scoring record. I think that Wolves could do a lot worse than... Than, than inquired about about Josh King. So so there you go, Nuno. If you're listening, and I, I, we we know you do. Um, then there's there's six strikers for you to go after in the summer. So all good. Right before we go into the Olympiacos, because uh, yes. we're, we're we've got a few emails to to discuss. Um, let me see where we are on time because I've managed it badly again. We've got about we've got about ten eight to ten minutes to go through these emails, Joe. Is that okay? Yes. Answer okay. questions, or are we doing that afterwards? Pardon. And questions? I meant, I meant, I meant questions. I meant questions. Oh, emails. I meant, I meant, you know, emails. Well, well, you know, emails, emails tweets. You, you know the gig. You know the gig. Okay, um, cool. Uh, Reggie, 7th place finish. More points than last season. More goals scored and less conceded as well. Still in the Europa League. Another remarkable season for Wolves. No matter what anyone says, what are yours and Joe's high and low points of a very unusual season? High point. Touch rate last week with Spurs. Spurs away. Yeah, suppose away. I'm going to say Man City away and low point. Uh, low point. Um, Chelsea at home. Chelsea. I'm going to say just um, just after lockdown and just no fans. Just yeah. you know, as much well, as yeah. one, or, one or two games. But I'm I'm going to go down that route. But yeah, just 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 very strange. Privileged to report there, but it's just it's just not the same. The, the game isn't the same without the fans. Oh, the fans can't the fans can't return soon enough. Yeah. No, exactly. George George Brown. Uh, in what positions would you strengthen for next season? Are there any targets that you'd like to see in an old goal? Well, we've kind of kind of. Um, 
We've kind of answered your question from a striker point of view, and we'll, we'll be doing, you know, the podcast will be carrying on, of course, into the Europa Leagues and stuff and into the summer, so, you know, we'll be discussing different positions, but that was the striker that we discussed. I think striker, I think centre-back. Uh, Joe, uh, anywhere else that you'd like to see strengthen? Uh, midfield, and I'd like another right wing-back. Right wing-back, well. uh, back up to Doc, yeah? Yeah, I mean, Luke Matteson's coming back from um, Rochdale. I think that is another question, but... Mm-hmm. Um, He's I think he'll be developmental to start yes, with. Yes. He, he's going to be 23s in Yeah, you, you, you've seen the training pictures this week. He's yeah, training with the 23s. So yeah. he'll spend a couple of months with them at least. So, yeah, uh, yeah so, somebody a bit more ready-made to, uh, to to compete with Doc. Darren May, Conor Cody's unbelievable two seasons without missing a single Premier League minute has to be applauded. Also add this season's Europa League today. Well done, Captain Cody. That's a message from Darren. Absolutely incredible. Um, it, it is amazing how, how much he stands on the pitch and how important he is to this side as well, Joe. Uh, Paul Mansell one league assist for Jota is astonishing how has that happened and what can be done to increase that, that to somewhere near 10 assists next season yeah that, that, that is surprising um, I think something that could be done is playing him in that hole I think he's got the ability to do it and I think perhaps running from deep and trying to tie players on that way um, would allow him to do that and get more assists um, you know kind of make those reverse passes and things like that I think he do, has got that in his locker because we saw was it at Burnley that Paul Dents was almost playing in behind uh, Jota and Jimenez but I think Jota and especially as we touched on there if another striker is brought in um, next se- for next season you know you could play with Jimenez with somebody else up top and then you could even play Jota in that number 10 role and that could be a way, really, to get him in those positions to to create more chances and get more assists. Because, yeah, one um, for a player of his quality isn't really good enough. Uh, we've got one from a. This isn't this isn't your um, your wife, is it? Sophie Van, emailing from no, Sophie Van. No, it's uh, Sophie Edwards. Is my oh, wife, obviously. Okay. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That'd be amazing. Name. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, she's praising you, Joe. So it could be it could be a plant. To be fair. Oh. Okay. Uh, uh, dear Nathan and Joe, I just wanted to drop you a quick line to say thanks for the fab podcast each week. I love listening to your ridiculous antics and general stupidness and good humour mixed in with a bit of Wolves analysis. Yeah. That's what I wanted to create. That's what I wanted to create when I came up with this podcast. All that and then, yeah, a little bit, a little bit of Wolves as well. Uh, it's been a long old season. To coin a Mick expression, you have both put on a shift. Um, I save up your podcast to listen it on my weekly long run and now rather than dreading it I find myself weirdly looking forward to it the run that is yeah don't, don't yeah. look forward to the podcast anyway quick question slash theory my friend and I think that over the course of the season Romain Saïs has become a much improved player however we affectionately call him the twins because secretly we think he is actually two people a good twin and an evil twin Sometimes one twin will play another match, the other, the other will get a run out. But more often than not, evil twin will play in one half and good the other. You just don't know how exactly which twin will play when. Nuno might, of course. So my question is, if the twins are selected to play against Olympiacos, are we likely to see one or the other or both twins in the same match? Also, do any, do any cards the evil twin has collected get cancelled before the, the, the next round? Says Sophie Van. Lots of twins, lots of evil, lots of good. Um, yes. uh, Saïs, uh, what, what do you think of him, and uh, can 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 he be trusted on for the for the rest of the season going to these Europa League games? Yeah, I think he can. I think he can. He he, uh, he has um, got his the, place back, of course. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the good twin, if the you good like, twin, uh, came out after that Palace game away, where he got sent mm. off for two fouls on Zahar, which was all all a bit needless, to be honest. It, it was kind of safe written all over, but ever since then. 
Um, yeah, he's really cleaned up his ideas. I mean, he, he still picks up bookings because that's that size. That's what we've come to expect. But he doesn't pick up silly ones and needless ones. He'll take one for the team from time to time. As as any, no, as we've any... All, we've all taken one for the team on a night uh, out, Joe. Uh, all exactly. taken one for the oh, team. Oh well, exactly. So oh. uh, uh, <laughs> you know, any good man has to do that at times. So have you have, uh, you, uh, have, you, have you seen have you seen the movie Monsters Incorporated? I oh, mean, Jesus. Well, Monsters Inc. Yeah. 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 It's okay. Uh, I'm I'm making it a loose. It's, yeah. It's, this, fine, this, mate. it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You listen back and you go, "All oh, right, I'll get you." Oh, he's one of them. Yeah. No, it is dawning on me now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Like. <laughs> yeah, but says yeah. I I think he'll um yeah he'll carry on that trend of you know keeping his act clean for Olympiacos. He realizes what a crucial game it is. So. Fingers crossed he don't get into a, and, any trouble. And, and, and what about cards, Joe, um, going to the next round? Are they kind of washed going into the quarterfinals or are they still on them? Does it go through all the way through into the final? Uh, mm, mm, put you on the spot there. Uh, let me get back to you. Uh, put you on the spot and maybe you put, can reply to Sophie uh, in the email. Put me on the spot. Um, yeah, you put me on the spot. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, you you reply to Sophie and let you know. We'll we'll let you, we'll let you know next week. Hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to discuss that next week when they've already got through. Uh, that that would that would be the bonus. Um, Andy Hodge kind of talked about the players um, from the relegated teams who you'd like to see. He says from each relegated side, uh, if you could pick one from uh, one from Norwich, who would you pick, Joe? Um, I'd pick Cantwell. You'd probably go Brendia, would you? Yeah, probably. Yeah, Brendia. Yeah. And uh, who else went down? Uh, Bournemouth with Wilson or King. No, no, yeah. Who's who else went down? For Watford. Um, oh yeah, Watford. Do we take from Watford? Saar. No, because well, if you lost Traore, maybe Saar because he's mm. just outright pace. Um, ben Foster. <laughs> no, I do like Foster, but not not for Wolf. And um, I don't know. I like Dekure, but I don't know if he'd fit in Wolves' system. But if I had to take one, it'd probably be him. Yeah, Dekure. De- Della. What? Are you? No, not Wolves no. have got, got enough around them. Yeah, that's Blau's on call, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, and also injured as well. Um, let's have a look. Uh, Flu Like Symptoms says Hey, fellas. Do the players care about the Europa League next season as much as Wolves fans do? Would it be worth the grind to them, considering we don't have, we, we have, we'd have to qualify? Do the players we'd be signing to care about the Europa League? We didn't need Europa League to sign any of our stars. Didn't even need Premier League for a few. Yeah, I, I get the point um, he's making. Um, yeah, it is important, and the players will want it, no doubt. Um, they'll want somewhat tangible uh, to show for this season um, and, th- and that would be a, a, Euro- a European spot again yeah you, you know the, the improved points tally that's there it shows um, improvement but you want that kind of reward and Connor Cody has said it a lot of times um, and you know he might just be saying it for the cameras but he's not that kind of guy that they, they, they want to play Wednesday Sunday Wednesday Sunday every week you know they'd soon be doing that and I think if you look at the trends to be honest I think Wolves have been a bit poorer when they've had a, actually had a lot of time to think about a game. Um, they almost kind of, almost sometimes overdo it a little bit. You know, these um, these little short corner routines and now short free kick routines that they've been practising on, on the training pitch, which are a little bit needless, especially when you've got somebody like Neves who can just pop one in the top corner now, now questions asked. So I think they'll want Europe again because I think they're better when they play 
Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, mm. Sunday mm. Um, than, than they are with, with a four-week of training all the time, to be honest. And players want to play, you know. If, yeah. if you've got people on the fringes and, you, you know, you want to use this squad, you're going to make it a little bit bigger, then these these guys aren't going to be happy with the odd, you know, one one substitute appearance every two weeks. They want to be playing as well. So, you know, you've got to spread spread the wealth, um, uh, as I uh, say. Uh, on the cards. Some on the cards uh, for Southie. It's uh, all the yellow cards expire on completion of the quarterfinals. Ah, uh, there you go, there you so, go. So, so it will be carried through into into the quarters, and then and then from the semi onwards, you you can uh, you can foul away in the semis. It's going to be yellow cards galore in the semis, basically. Yeah. Uh, Sam Garner says uh, if the squad stays small as it is, uh, will it be one season too many for the players like Jimenez, who have barely had a break in two years? Um, I mean, I mean, I think that the, the squad will increase, but we did say this last year, and I think he, I think he's quite right, Sam. But I think the time has come when they need to take a bit of bit of a break and a bit of the burden off, off Raul's shoulders, yeah. and, and and I think he speaks sense there. Uh, Jay Marnie basically says that the season is a, is a success, regardless of the FA Cup result. I was upset and basically met when the season ended Sunday, but we've come so far in such a short space of time. Be happy, he yeah. says. Be, Be happy. happy. Stu from Fancast says, um, is it now time for Wolves to finally have a pink away kit? I would love to see a pink away Ooh. kit. I would love to see a pink away kit. In fact, I tell you what, I don't really mention these two in the same in the same breath. Telford have announced a, a pink kit today. Yeah. It looks tremendous. Yeah, it looks, it looks tremendous. Really nice. It is really nice. And, and that is an Adidas kit as well. Adidas kit, and it looks great. Can you imagine yeah. if Wolves had that? I guarantee you, people would love it. And if you didn't, yeah. then just buy the home shirt. I, w- I would love to be wearing a bit of pink. If they if they announced pink, I would wear that every bloody where I could. I'd even I'd even take it to the games in Germany if we're, if we're lucky to go to lucky enough to go to Germany. Yeah. I'll, I'll take it everywhere with me. I'll wear it to bed. It'll be fantastic. I'd do well with pink. I'm all I'm all about a bit of lilac. I, I like a bit of pink. What do you think of the hand top? What, what do you think? I'm a bit like that. I'm not overly offended by it's it. It's fine. The it black sleeves are fine. You know, wolves. The thing is, is that people have wanted. Adidas for such a long time, but but you know you you weigh down the priorities of Adidas. Well, Nike are the ones these days. Nike kids are so much better than Adidas. Yeah, so you know you you know you can wish for all these all these top manufacturers for a long time, but the fact is is that you just slip down. You know you're not going to get an individual consultation. What you're going to get is you're going to get them sent saying, okay, here's A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. Yeah. You pick, you pick your colours, you pick your stripes, you pick where you're going to, and then we'll give you a design. It's a bit like, um, you know, um, owning a horse, Joe. And I know you you own plenty of horses. Yeah, um, time, yeah. Exactly. So you get you get to choose. Um, for people who don't know this, when they become owners, they get to choose the colours of the horse, the colours that the jockey wears on. Um, compared to the hat and, 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 and the shirt and the tails and everything like that. So you choose it individually and you take it back. But no no one can have exactly the same in the world. You've always got one little thing. It might be a spot, some spots or a stripe or a different colour um, that you can't exactly have it identical. But it's everything's very, very similar. And I think that's with Wolves. You'll have a lot of very, very similar designs that, that, that Adidas will give you. But you're not going to get an individual sit-down consultation. Let's go to town on this. So, so you know, if you want to go with the big boys and you want to get all the commercial sponsorships and whatever, that's fine. But you're not going to get an exciting kit. The, the Wolves kit is fine. It's okay. It's nothing special. It's not going to be memorable. And to be honest, the only times kits have become memorable is when the, the team achieves something. So it yes. becomes a special kit. So you know could, what I mean? It then it's like, if you go down with a nice kit, no one's like, oh, but can you remember the kit of 1718? Yeah. What a kit that was. So, 
you want you you know you make it what it is. But but back to my pink. Yeah, I love I love I love a little bit of pink. A little bit of pink. A little bit of pink. We, we just quickly Walter signed a player in there this week. Oh, the old keeper. Uh, Mataya, Mataya Sarkic. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, well. I mean, I'll. I'll have, I'll have a bet with you to see how many games he plays for Wolves. To be honest, he's going to go straight out on loan, and whether he comes back or not, I think, like you say, he'll probably come back and and maybe take over from Rudy as number two. But I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to get the party poppers out, pal. Okay, fair enough. Do you want to, you can you can though. I mean, don't, don't, no, that's fine. I'm just not going to I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to whack the especially the way that Wolves are, are oh, using yeah. players and they've used it very smart the last few years. And you they come in and then they go out on loan and then you get a bigger transfer for them. But some of them you're never ever going to get near the near the first team. I think this guy could, if he does very well next season, yes. get close to the first team. But I don't think I don't think it's like a oh my goodness, let's let's shout from the rooftops. Well, no, no, it's not. No, but it, it's a pretty risk-free move. Let, let's see how well he does. Do you like him or do you know much about him? I saw him briefly in a pre-season friendly at Salford. So uh, there you go. <laughs> I he didn't have a save to make, so... He didn't, oh, okay. <laughs> um, let me have a look. Uh, Squivo says, uh, following the apparent uh, absence uh, from the new kit, have you heard anything about the partnership with Coindeal ending? If so, who could be a likely replacement? If I'd prefer no sleeve sponsors personally, but given that there is only one option for one Premier League patch, that seems unlikely. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's got something to do, that, do with that or whether it's... Um, I don't know if, like... The Black Lives Matter or the NHS may stay on the sleeve going mm-hmm. going forward. I don't know. Um, I don't know for sure, but um, I'll check it out. See what's happening with Coin Deal. Um, yeah, they might they may well have a new new company on the on the sleeve. Links Wolf transfers European tactics. Blah blah blah. Is the cow training shirt being retained for next season? That's what we all need to know. C- keep the cow training top. And it's legendary. Pink... You got to keep that. Don't, don't, uh, don't, don't, never get rid of that. Could be a collector's item. And a pink away kit. There we go. David Ellerton with West Brom reportedly showing an interest in Morgan Gibbs White. What do you think next season holds for him? Loan, sale, or stay around the first team with minimal game time? I take that report with a pinch of salt because, it, from what I could see, it was just a pretty much a throwaway line at the bottom of another piece. Um, I think it was a wider piece about them being interested in Josh Madger. Um, and then mentioning Eberechi Eze and then mentioning Gibbs White on the final line. Um, I think Wolves, um, I, I, I don't think a sale, I, I, I think a loan, if anything. Um, I think that, you know, he hasn't, he's flattered to deceive, but at the same time, if you would get to get rid of him too soon, he could go somewhere and really blossom because he, he is very highly rated. Everybody speaks so highly of him at Wolves. So uh, the the best course of action I think would be to would be to loan him out, get him get him some proper game time. I've said it before, Swansea. I watched him again last night. I think that'd be a great destination for him. Uh, championship football, the team that wants to play proper football. Uh, the manager who's the manager of the England under under seventeen squad when he won that. Um, they've had they've had Guayhoi, Brewster, uh, Conor Gallagher. You know that line of players he'll happily, happily take Gibbs White on line in an heartbeat so uh, yeah I think that would be the best best course of action he could have a fantastic six months and make an impact in the second half of next season even so yeah I'd get him out on line I would 
Last question. Sorry for we we can't get to them all because there's so many good questions, but we, we are running out of time. I, I'm I, I want to get this interview out there. So um, so last one. Um, is there any truth truth to the rumours regarding the likes of Alan Saint Maximan and and Jan Vertonghen? Jan Vertonghen is one who's, who's come into the limelight recently. Obviously, a free transfer played his last game for Tottenham. Um, either of those two, what, what do you think you could see at Wolves? Uh, nothing that I'm aware of uh, yet with, with those two. I mean, we mentioned St. Maximin the other week, um, hypothetically. Um, the Tongan, uh, not, not for me, the Tongan. I, I, no, I think no, I was no, past that. I think it's, it'd be a, a big kind of um, veer from Wolves' transfer policy. I mean, yeah. there is exceptions to the rule, Matinho, etc., but I, I don't really see that one at the moment. Right. Um, next week, Joe. Of course, it's a big game Saturday, but but next week, next Thursday night, um, Olympiacos versus Wolves, and and look, Wolves' season continues. Uh, it's one-one from the first leg. Uh, they need to win this game to to go into the quarterfinals and to go into this Germany tournament as it stands at this moment in time. If there's no more lockdown or second wave or whatever, but uh, look, Olympiacos are going to be a really strong opponent. I'm delighted that we spoke to. Uh, Dimitri Samalis, who's, who's the Sport 24 reporter uh, for covering Olympiacos. I recorded this with him uh, while he was in Athens this morning. And, um, and, and look, there's a little bit of echoing with my voice at the start for some reason, but it does get better. But mainly the, the person you want to hear from is, is Dimitri. So, so enjoy this, and then we'll have a discussion, of course, about the game uh, with Joe uh, after this. It's about 15 minutes long, uh, but it, it's really good stuff, really, really worth listening to. So uh, here it is. Here's that interview. Well, I'm delighted to be joined by Dimitri Samalis, a Sport, 20, Sport 24 reporter covering Olympiacos. Dimitris, first of all, first of all, and most importantly, how are you? Are you safe? Is your family well? Is everything going going okay in Athens? Uh, thank you very much uh, for uh, for calling me at this podcast. Thank you for your uh, uh, for welcoming me here. Yes, we are all fine. Thanks God, we are okay, safe. We are trying to, to be careful with this situation all over the world. So, thanks God, we are okay. Thank you. How, uh, D- Dimitris, I mean, how, how has everything been in Greece? Of course, we were over there when, when I guess the pandemic was just, was just starting or, you know, in Greece. Um, how, how has Greece coped with uh, the coronavirus? Has it done pretty well? Is it, have there been mistakes made? Um, I mean, we've had lots of, lots of progress and mistakes as well in England. How's, how's Greece coped with things? Uh, contrary to to many other things, to what happened to what are happening in Greece, uh, in this matter, uh, we were very very good. I mean, the government took uh, very serious and very early some good. important measures, uh, and I think that we coped pretty pretty well with this situation. I mean, the Greek people understood uh, very early how serious this situation is mm-hmm. uh, and uh, many many people admired uh, my country and uh, the government's measures so i think that uh, we were very very good uh, uh, in this situation uh, now uh, as, as this happens to all over the world uh, uh, there's still uh, we still have to be very, very careful, and uh, for this reason, the Greek people uh, still take care of uh, themselves. 
because everybody is afraid that the situation might worsen next month. So everybody tries to to protect uh, himself or herself. Uh, Dimitris, how, how difficult has it been uh, since the restart to, to get back into football? Has as as the, as the Super League and the cups have, have the games been pretty seamless? Has it been is it been uh, very well monitored, or, or is it is it been difficult to, to get get your head back into sports and into football? Uh, I I believe that uh, uh, nothing uh, is the same. As in the past, I mean, although the Greek authorities in football took uh, measures and uh, everything that the health protocol uh, advise, uh, without fans, uh, I think that uh, the football here in Greece, uh, of course, this uh, uh, is the same all over the world, but I mm-hmm. think that also here nothing is the same like in the past. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can't say that uh, uh, the Greek uh, stadiums were were full in the past, but uh, you know, may also 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 the players cannot uh, cope with this situation. They don't uh, like at all this situation to play uh, without fans. Uh, sometimes I think that uh, they lacked motive. Uh, motivation uh, I, I, yes motivation mm-hmm. I, I saw I saw this situation to the Greek players and this is this is uh, what they they say when we speak with them uh, everybody uh, here hope to to see again fans in the stadiums um, I tell you what though Dimitri that Olympiakos haven't missed a beat uh, since since they returned incredible run um, I mean I think you've only lost three times since December but I mean since the restart just keep on winning I think only the uh, the Salonika loss but apart from that it, it's been it's been pretty pretty simple and straightforward uh, they're in, they're in really good form aren't they yes 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 the administration of Olympiakos the fans of Olympiakos uh, almost uh, everybody uh, say that uh, this team of Olympiakos is one of uh, the best uh, in the team's history. Oh, really? Uh, yes. Amazing results. Very, very good football. Although Olympiakos, uh, I think that almost every year had uh, players with great personalities. Mm-hmm. I think that this team has almost everything. I mean, players with experience, high quality players, players that uh, started from very, very low. Uh, they were not, uh, I don't know if you can understand, big names, but yes, through, yeah, yeah. through Olympiakos, they managed to, to reach at a very high level. And uh, yes, Olympiakos lost only once uh, after, of course, the, the, the championship uh, has been uh, won. won. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, everybody recalls the, the away game against Arsenal because it was one of the most historical games in the team's uh, history and this game is what makes many people believe that Olympiakos can do the same now against Wolves at yes. uh, Molino. Of course everybody understands how difficult it will be because everybody recognizes that uh, Wolves has uh, many quality players uh, who can very easily make uh, the difference. 
but uh, generally everybody here in Olympiacos has uh, confidence uh, and they strongly believe that uh, they can make this miracle and move to the final eight. Well, I must admit, Dimitris, I feel like a lot of people over here um, are almost talking too much about Germany. And I'm very nervous because I think this will be an incredibly difficult and incredibly tight and a very nervy game at Molyneux. Um, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to go down to, to very late on in the game, actually. I think the two sides are very well matched. Do you feel that of that we'll see a different game to the one that we saw in Greece? Yes, I believe it will be different. I will be, it will be different also Olympiacos will behave differently compared to the first game. Uh, although Olympiacos needs to score, I believe that in the beginning of the game, I'm sure that Wolves will be the team that will have the possession and that they will attack more. I believe that Olympiacos will have a strategy to, to wait for uh, Wolves to defend and to attack at the moment they feel uh, that they that they have to do it. I -hmm. believe it will be different, yes. And uh, I think that, uh, as you can easily understand, the first game I think that would be would be quite different had it not been for the red card of Ruben Semedo, one of uh, the best defenders here in Greece. In my opinion, the most quality defender of Olympiacos. Mm-hmm. And one defender that uh, Olympiacos uh, so many years uh, uh, was trying to, to find, uh, they did it. And uh, now uh, he will not be available for this crucial game. Sure. But I think, yes, it will be a very, very dif- uh, different game. And I, I strongly agree with you that uh, details will be those that uh, will determine the final winner. Mm-hmm. Who, um, for, for, for the fans who, who maybe don't know too much of the, of the Super League and, and Olympiacos over there, who are the players to watch, do you think? Um, who, are the, who are the danger men for Olympiacos next week? Uh, yes, uh, Mathieu Valbuena is one of the most uh, dangerous players of Olympiacos. I mean, although he's 35 years old, Mm-hmm. He proved that uh, his age uh, means uh, nothing. I mean, so many assists here in Greece, in Europe. Uh, an amazing right foot that can easily make the damage to the opponents. Uh, there were games that uh, he didn't start. He was at the bench. And uh, Olympiacos needed his presence to, mm-hmm. to manage to, to reach to wins. Uh, Mathieu Valbuena, I'm sure that it will be a very crucial player. Of course, the same happens with uh, Youssef El Arabi, the striker of Olympiacos, with yeah. 27 years, uh, 27 goals. I'm sorry. Uh, he's a striker that uh, I, I would say smell uh, very, very mm-hmm. easily the the goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has scored with so many different uh, manners in, during the the games. Uh, he knows uh, very very well how to to place his body to to receive the ball and to to attack at the right moment. Yeah. Uh, uh, these two players, I I believe that they will be very very important. But I think that Olympiacos uh, also has an amazing uh, 
midfield players like Camara, uh, uh, Guilherme, the Brazilian mm-hmm. midfielder, and Buhalakis. I mean, these three players, in my opinion, make the make the di- the di- made the difference this year. Uh, they cooperate extremely well. Uh, the one finds the other very very easily during mm-hmm. the games, and I think that they played uh, a vital role uh, in the, in this year for Olympiacos. What um, what formation do you feel Olympiacos will will, will set up as? Do, do they do they change quite regularly, or or do they stick to, to one particular formation, especially for the uh, you know an away leg, second leg in in Europe? Uh, basically, I'm pretty sure that uh, the system will be the same. I mean, four, three, and uh, three. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the way that Olympiacos uh, will play at Wolverhampton with mm-hmm. these three players uh, in the midfield positions, with uh, Masuras uh, as a winger, Valbuena and uh, El Arabi. Uh, now that uh, Ruben Semedo will be, will miss this uh, game, mm-hmm. the two defenders from Senegal will be at uh, will be the central defenders. I mean, Usainouba mm-hmm. and Papsise. I'm sure that uh, in the left back we will see Kostas Tsimikas, one Greek player that through his appearances uh, in mainly in Europe made uh, many many clubs in Europe to to watch him and. Uh, for example, Napoli made an official offer to Olympiacos, but the Greek team rejected it. Jose uh, Sa, the Portuguese goalkeeper, will surely be at the goal post. He's one excellent uh, uh, goalkeeper because mm-hmm. he made uh, 20, 28 games without receiving a goal, and it, uh, he was the number one goalkeeper to, to achieve this all over the world. Uh-huh. It was a statistic that I found uh, one week uh, before. The The big question is what will happen in the right back? Because uh, if Omar El Abdalawi is healthy, we are all sure that he will play. But the thing is that the last days he has some problems uh, with his health. Uh, and we are not uh, so sure that he will be available. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is uh, this is what makes the coach uh, worry more, uh, because Omar Labdelawi is one of the best players of Olympiacos, one of the captains of uh, the team, and uh, we are all waiting to see if uh, he will be healthy to to play. What do you um, what do you make of Wolves? Uh, obviously, just finished their season with a with a two 0 defeat. At, at Chelsea, but still a, a great chance of Europa League football if if Chelsea beat Arsenal this weekend in the FA Cup, and then you know if they do get past Olympiacos, of course there is the prize of of Champions League football should they go all the way and and, and win the Europa League. As um, what, what do you think of uh, of Wolves this season and under Nuno? From what you've seen, um, you know since the game, uh, are you are you impressed with with the team and the club? Uh, to tell you the truth, I'm not. Uh, I'm not impressed because uh, I was expecting Wolves to be uh, such a, a serious team. Uh, mm-hmm. I expected it because uh, the last years I see so much organization in this team uh, yeah. uh, uh, with uh, Portuguese players who 
who are at, who compete at, at the top level uh, and only the fact that they represent their national team means that they are not uh, bad players uh, so I can't say I'm impressed yeah uh, of course there were some games like that of Chelsea in the final uh, uh, game in the Premier League that uh, Wolves couldn't cope with Chelsea but I mm-hmm. think uh, uh, the Wolves fans shouldn't worry because okay it was the last game of course it was an important game okay I understand it but uh, maybe they had on their minds the game against Olympiacos mm-hmm. uh, okay I, I, I understand that Chelsea is a better team but I think that uh, against Olympiacos they will play much much better uh, of I course have to, I understand uh, I have to, that sorry go on to meet you sorry, sorry no it's okay, it's okay it's okay it's uh, okay of course it would be a little bit difficult to win the Europa League but uh, mm-hmm. I think that uh, uh, miracles can happen in football and uh, <laughs> just because Wolves is a very very serious team uh, why not to to achieve something like this it's uh, I've got to ask you about about Daniel Pudence um, uh, Demetrius obviously um, he's had to wait for his chance um, maybe a little bit longer than than people thought you know it's a small squad at Wolves but it's a, it's a high quality squad um, but he has had his chance um, after after the fans were imploring Nuno, I think to, to play him, and he did, and he's he's done very very well, uh, playing in that front three, uh, getting penalties, some really lovely passes, and, and getting his first goal in, in Wolves colours. Are, are you surprised with how quickly he settled in, um, or did you always think that he had the quality to really really do well in the Premier League? No, I was not surprised at all, uh, because. Uh... I was watching very closely Daniel Podence when he was at, at Olympiacos. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was one of the most uh, quality players of the Greek team. He was cooperating perfectly with Omar Labdelawi at the right wing. Uh, he's, uh, basically, here he was amazing uh, at the one against one. Mm-hmm. Uh, although he could score more goals here yeah. he is. Mm-hmm. He he gave too too many things to Olympiacos, and for this reason, he was indispensable at the club. Pedro Martins, the the coach of Olympiacos, uh, considered him <laughs> to be his son. He was <laughs> always uh, putting him in the first eleven. Uh, a very 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 good player here mm-hmm. in Olympiacos. He was, in my opinion, one of the stars of the team, and I was pretty sure that he will achieve the same in Premier League although I understand that Premier League is the best uh, league in the world and of course the level is uh, uh, extremely higher than in Greece I was sure that Podence uh, can play uh, very well also there and uh, to tell you the truth I I believe that he would uh, take his chance much earlier Mm-hmm. But even when uh, Mr. Nuno Espirito Santo uh, decided to put him in the team, I think that he showed what he can. I think he's a, a player who can give many things to, to Wolves. And he's also a player, because I know some things about his character, I believe that he also believes too much in, his, in, in uh, himself. Mm-hmm. 
Which is which is good and 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 for a, for a small guy, Dimitris, he he definitely throws himself about. He's he's not afraid to put himself about yeah. the pitch and get on the end of a you know get his head on the end of a ball or you know or, or get down or, or must you know and, and get back up again. He's he's got everything really, isn't he? Yes, I agree with you. And sometimes when we were asking him how does he feel when he he has to play a derby here in Greece, he said that. He lives for these games. Uh, he likes to play in a hot atmosphere, something <laughs> that he cannot <laughs> live now. Uh, and uh, he's a player who, no matter who is the opponent, he will try to, to pass him, he will try to dribble, he will try to score. He's not afraid. He has too much confidence in himself. Uh, okay, we all understand that he's not so much tall, but uh, he has some characteristics that, uh, in my opinion, make make him special, even for Wolves, not only for Olympiacos. Fantastic, Dimitri. I've kept you so long. I must admit, like I was, uh, I had about seven minutes planned for this uh, this chat, and it's gone on for nearly twenty. But it's so interesting, and I think the fans will really appreciate um, an insight into Olympiacos. And you said it so eloquently. So, so thank you so much. I've got one more request before we go, Dimitris, which I ask everyone. And that is a score prediction. It's Wolves against Olympiacos. It's all to play for, uh, for the quarterfinal spot. What, what do you think the prediction will be? Uh, although I don't like to make predictions, let's say that uh, the two teams will, uh, will have the, the same score as in the first game, so they will go to extra time. Oh, God. <laughs> and why not to penalties? And, uh, oh, God. And, and of course, we can say we should remind that uh, both Olympiacos and Wolves are two teams that uh, they started so early this season. Huh? Yes. I mean, Olympiacos gave his first game in the 23 of July in uh, 2019. Yes. And the Ridiculous. Wolves the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very, very much sim- very similar. Mm-hmm. So let's say that the winner will be determined through the penalties. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sure that will probably happen, Demetrius. For, for the fans who, who maybe want to get in touch with you or follow your work, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, basically, I write... Twitter? Uh, yes, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I, I use my social media and I write every day at uh, sport24.gr. It's uh, a Greek website with uh, one of the most uh, highly respected media in uh, Greece concerning sports. Fantastic, Dimitris, and we'll put your we'll put your handle on the on the tweet as well. So make sure everybody at home who are listening, if you've enjoyed this track, make sure you follow Dimitris. And uh, thank you so much for your time. I know you're very busy. Good luck next week, and um, yeah, I hope for, hopefully our paths will cross very soon. Thank you so much. Thank you also for your hospitality, and uh, I wish to all uh, Wolves fans the best, and for you also. Fantastic. Thanks, Dimitris. Bye. Thank you very much, Demetrius. Um, look, really good interview. Can't, can't thank him enough for um, for, for staying online um, that long this morning. Um, it, it's, he's obviously very knowledgeable. He knows his stuff, and he, he knows does. how good this team is, Joe. And he really rates them. And and wolves are gonna wolves have got a tough task on their hands, haven't they, at Molyneux? They have. They have. I mean, Demetrius, by the way, English fantastic. Oh, um, man, man, almost man. almost as good as my Greek. It, <laughs> I was going to say it makes a lot more sense than I do. Um, 
Yeah. Well, you didn't say, you didn't say yeah. goo on then. Goo on then, or <laughs> up, 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 Wolves Highway. Or... <laughs> um, no, uh, fair play to him. And yeah, clearly knows what he's on about and speaks very highly of that Olympiacos team and for, and for good reason. Uh, you, you look at... You look at what they've done in the league, um, finished 18 points clear of PAOK in that Greek league. Yes, you know, Olympiakos are the biggest club that you'd say you recognise from Greece, but they've still got to get it done and they've got it done convincingly. Only lost once, um, and that was after they had the, the championship won. So they're, they're, they're a good team. I mean, you, you, look, you look at them across the park, they've got players of good pedigree. I mean, Jose Sars kept 28 clean sheets, as Dimitri said, which is, which is astonishing. Um, you know, I think that would have been a, perhaps a player that Wolves would have looked at in the past. You know, just kind of not knowing that they definitely did, but he, he would have ticked a few boxes. You know what I mean? Um, so they've got some good players, and they, they, they're used to winning games of football. And that may sound simple, may sound a bit cliche, but when you're used to winning, it takes a real you know, effort to, to break that kind of streak. So they're not going to be beaten easily at all. They gave Wolves a very good game in March, despite having 10 men for most of it. Um, because of that, Ruben Semedo will miss out for them. He, he's, um, he's suspended. But otherwise, um, they're still a very good team. And um, Wolves, should, Wolves, if they're at the best, should beat them. Let, you know, let, let's mm-hmm. say that. But... You know they've got to be at the best. Uh, they, they can't look past Olympiacos because if they if they do, either, you know that, that they'll punish them. Yeah, um, I'm a little bit nervous about this. When I was speaking to him, to be honest, I, I really, yeah. I really am. Um, I think a lot of people though, you know, are, are pretty confident going into this game. And like, like you say, Wolves are going to have to play well and they have to play better than they have done recently. Um, I, I won't ask you for your team formation, Joe, because your predictions have been horrific since restart. <laughs> every you. single blo- every, yeah. I, I'd start, I'd start putting those bloody, those bloody team formations <laughs> out. I think Nuno's just, just doing it. He's, he waits for yours. He goes, Nah, nah, no, nah. Even no, I was going to do that. I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> what you uh, yeah. what, what would you say though? Would you say? Um, would would you would you? I mean, Neto got Neto got the nod. Would, would you bring do you bring Jota in? Um, I mean, Jota's not been great, has he? But do you give I'd him play, one more go? I'd play Pedence. Would I'd you? Play yeah, Pedence, play Pedence yeah. against Olympiacos. Just, just yeah. the just the factor that he knows them all as well. Um, Pedence and who? Pedence and Nadama either side of um, okay either side of Raúl. I, I yeah. think you know there's a if if it stays nil nil, Wolves will go through on away goals, but. Sure. Um, I think there is. He can't really play for that point. I don't think. No, um, no, 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 no. I, I, and I think Wolves, you know, have got that attacking firepower there, you know, to really kind of to hurt them. And um, I play, I'd definitely play uh, Pedence. Just to just that that he knows them. He'll obviously know know their weaknesses. Um, he played with them for the, for, for two years, so. You know, you can't really, you can't really ask for much more than that. You, you've kind of got that inside track there, if you like, from from him and and Jota didn't really do enough against Chelsea. He's, he's he's not been great since the restart, and that was probably one of his worst performances since the restart. Actually, probably the worst. So um, yeah, I'd uh, I'd give I'd give Pedence a shout if they're going to go three four three. Definitely give Pedence a shout. Interesting that Dimitri says that um, that that they'll let Wolves have the ball, and of course Wolves. Yeah. Are very much the same. They let them have the ball. Could be a pretty boring game in the first half, to be honest. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a difficult one, but um, I think they just squeeze through, to be honest. Uh, score prediction, Joe? Uh, one mm. nil. Yeah, I think it's going to be. I think it might just be 
a very tight one goal game um, it, it's worth saying if if you know if it ends up um, 1-1 then it will get to extra, extra mm-hmm. time because it will be tied on away goals well, if, it, if it was to if it was to finish 2-2 on the night then Olympiacos would go through on away goals so yeah, I think it, because of that, um, I think it's got set up to be a very, very tight game. And uh, fingers crossed, Wolves can get that goal. I'm going to say 1 1 full time, Joe. Uh, yeah. And a Diogo Jota off the bench in extra time. Wolves go through 2 ah. 1. Okay. They go through to the quarterfinals of the Europa League. Fingers crossed. But yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be a great game. Joe, I've enjoyed it, mate. Uh, sorry we've gone a bit over today. Poor time management by me, but so much good stuff. Uh, so little time. I don't want to deprive any of you, anyone who are, who are on car journeys or on runs and stuff like that. You've just done an extra mile. It's all good. It's all. It's, it's a win-win-win, Joe. Um, I shall see you at Mullen U on next Thursday night. Uh, come on, Chelsea, on Saturday. Let's have them. Let's have Wolves guaranteed Europa League spot. Then they can just have a bit of fun with the Europa League and really go for it. Wouldn't that be great? Be fantastic. Uh, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. I'll see you soon. Chelsea boys. Go and have a shave. Go and have a bath. Go and have a bath bomb. Uh, I, I haven't got any, but yeah. I'll send you a banana one in the post, mate. Happy days. Get your smoke. <laughs> Bananas. <smoke. Ooh. laughs> from me, from Joe. Have a great weekend. Come on, Chelsea. We'll see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.